Now, this time, our humble interviewer finds himself in the city of rats, a dark, dishevelled wasteland occupied by diseased rodents, hoovering up the barely visible cheese crumbs they encounter on their way home from the cheddar factory. But how will these rats welcome our interviewer? We all know that the rats have been planning an attack on the humans for years now. And well, seeing an enemy walk into their encampment is surely going to set off their rat trap. sent a stunk like nothing I'd ever smelt before. It felt like I was about to suffocate and faint right in the middle of the tram, between the busker rat and his young protege. I'm sure the rats would love that, an unconscious human up for grabs, or to be tossed in a rat suit. given an envelope containing instructions on what to do upon my arrival. The first thing was to talk to Caddy, the old-time street rat waiting in a taxi rank. Over here, mate. He will be showing me where I'll be staying tonight. You know, it's nothing special, unfortunately. The original accommodation fell through due to a memory contamination. Uh, a what? Oh, sorry. I meant mercury contamination. That's the brain surgery talking, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a bed, toilet, oven, boiler, sink. It's all compact. You'll never have to leave your bed, really. But it's got four walls. Sorry about the roof. Just don't look up at night and you'll be all right. Great, thanks. Be careful of the damp in the corner. Started growing an arm last week, so I don't want to upset it in case it strangles you when you're sleeping. What was that? Oh, that's just Jammy. He comes in and out every now and then. He can be quite shy though, so seeing as there's a new visitor, he's probably just going to keep his distance and watch you from afar. Right. Food's all taken care of. Doris at the soup kitchen will cook you up something every day. Just try not to talk to the others there. They don't seem to like anything which can stand on two legs. Well, I'll try not to. All right, see you later. I feel like if I stay in this city long enough, I'd become a rat myself. Maybe I'd befriend some of the other rat journalists who I'd seen leering out from the high-rise buildings and play cricket with them on a Sunday morning. Anyway, they seem to be somewhat more cultured than the ones down here. Oh, a visitor. 
Excuse me. Are you the human visitor? I am. I don't like you. Right, thanks. Goodbye. Bye. I was told I would have to get used to the discrimination. There was always an unfair prejudice towards the humans. Some rats see a trap and automatically see signs of danger. But the truth is, we just want to help each other. I couldn't sleep last night. I tried to lure Jamie out of his hole by placing some cheese on the plate. It's okay, it's just cheddar. There you are. Well, it's nice to see your face. I don't know why you feel the need to hide away in that hole of yours. Perhaps you'd like a hug. There, there now. Do you want to talk? I guess some creatures just want to be left alone. <laughs> Gary was the name my subject for this adventure. Known as the rat with three eyes. Although, I'd heard that someone had poked the middle one out of a stick. And now he wears an eye patch. I should approach the issue very sensitively. Oh, hi there, shipmate. Hello. You're the interviewer, aren't you? I am. We've heard all about you, we have. Really? Good or bad? Mostly good. We don't get many human visitors around here, you see. So it's a blessing. And what's your name? Only if you promise not to laugh. I wouldn't dare. Cheese face, Charlie. <laughs> oh no, the shame! <laughs> I won't take notice to that. Why don't I just call you Charlie? Unfortunately, there's another rat called Charlie living in the city. Well, what about Charlie too? Or small Charlie, maybe? I'm afraid, even if you did call me that, no one else would do the same. When I walk down the streets at night, they'd say, there goes Cheeseface Charlie bringing home the milk. When I commute on the bus to work, they'd say, There goes Cheeseface Charlie holding the same leaflet about solar power installations. When I sit down for dinner at night with my family, I'm blinded by the flashlights as they chant. There goes Cheeseface Charlie and his Cheeseface family tucking into their roast pigeon. No, 
I'm afraid until the day I die, I'll be known as. I wish I listened to what my mother said to me. What was that? Tie your shoelaces up before eating your picnic. They all laughed when I fell on that blueberry pie. But what they didn't know is that I was laughing too. I was laughing too. Oh, excuse me. I must dash off now. How damp and bitter. The dignity of being wiped from his rodents. I never thought I'd see a rat chew a piece of metal into a paste and use it to glue together its broken toothbrush. But I guess you see it all in a city of rats. Number 23 East Street. This is where Gary supposedly lived. A rusty red door with a wooden placard nailed on. Keep the mice out. They sure did hate those things. What do you want? Um, I here to see Gary. Gary doesn't live here no more! Well, this wasn't good. Perhaps I should call my superiors. Although, I had heard that high-pitched squealing was very uncomfortable for rats. Almost deathly uncomfortable. I thought I told you! Oh no! No! Stop! Stop the squealing, please! I'd like to please. see Gary. Yes, yes, just please don't make that noise again! Take off your shoes. Oh, uh, sorry. Shoe, Eric! Go back to your shoe box! Now, what is it you want with old Gary? Well, I'm here to interview him. Did he not happen to mention it to you? Only interview I've known to happen in this place was a skunk who came all the way from the Galapagos Islands. Happy-go-lucky chap he was. Always said hello. Always had a smile on his face. But he came at a time we were going through a very difficult famine. The worst not history, actually. So he ate him. Right. What kind of stuff do you want to ask our boy, then? Well, I don't want to bore you. Listen here, Sonny. I own this house, and you will wipe your feet. Right. Sorry. What do you think is picture frame? Do you think it's wonky? My eyes weren't what they used to be. I need a young pair to check them for me. Maybe it's slightly off. I knew it. Eric, go fetch me hammer. Excuse me. Who's this? No, Alice doesn't live here no more. Fuck off. I don't ask for much in life, but I will ask for one favour. Don't fucking swear in my house. Okay. Here's the hammer. Shoot, Eric! <laughs> right, up we go. 
A clean house is a clean life. I sweep and I mop all through the night. Bring your ear closer. Before you go see Gary, there's something you should probably know. Yeah. His real name isn't Gary. Right. It's Marcus Aurelius III. Okay. He never met his real father, you see. So we had to grab a fellow off the street to go to his birthday parties. Daddy's on business. That's what I used to say to him. And I think he's a bit suspicious of it all now. You know, God forbid if he knew it would send him into a downward spiral he'd never get out of. Have you ever been roller coaster riding? Well... I said, have you ever been roller coaster riding? No, no I haven't. What kind of rodent hasn't been roller coaster riding? Well, not rodent, you see. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting. Who the devil are you? I'm uh, here to interview you. Oh, well, give me a second. You call me somewhat compromised. Let me just do myself. Would you like some cheese? Hmm, what kind of cheese? We've got small clumps of feta that I found on the ground. It's good. Oh, we've got, uh, do you call it goat's cheese? The gooey stuff. Gets all in your ears and, you know, makes you feel all fuzzy when you or rub it on your back and have a little bath in it. Stick it in your ears and pull out all the, all the tiny little hairs and mother, mother takes it and has a little smell and she puts it back on your plate and you, you have a little lick and everyone's happy. Is that how you normally eat cheese? That's how rats normally eat cheese. Have you never watched? No. I'd like to watch, though. Oh. Mother will show you later. No, I won't. What is, um... Ratsy you like to live in? Ah. Uh, Rat City would be considered by most to be absolutely horrible, but... You know, I quite like the nitty-gritty of it. You go down to the dark alleys and somebody's selling you... You know, gone-off crumbs, gone-off pieces of nachos, uh, you know, little pieces of on a kebab if you could get hold of them you know it's, that's absolutely perfect but people don't like to see that but that's where that's where I like to thrive really stealing little nubs of cheese from the pockets of poor little rat people mm. what's your favourite crumb? crumb oh crumb don't talk to me about crumbs I could go on for days about crumbs I like bread crumbs I like baguette crumbs I do you have any crumbs? Do you have any crumbs in those big pockets of yours? Can I search in your big pocket for a massive crumb? It'll go in my mouth. I will be happy. I might have a croissant, but it's for later. Well, you can shed a little crumb for me. A little crumb for old Gary. I'll have your crumbs. I'll take them from the floor. I'll take them from your beard. I can pick it out of your beard with my, my gorgeous little teeth. What will I get in return if I give you the crumb? A little clean. I'll show you the cheese in the ears trick. Hmm... Perhaps. Me your crumbs. I can see one in your hair. Could you teach me how to do the cheese and the ear trick while floating? In the air? In the air? Well, I could try, but you'd need a bird for that. Do you have any bird friends? Hmm. I know a crow. I know a crow too. He's a good source of crumbs. I'd like to talk about something very personal towards you. Okay. The rats have souls. They certainly have holes. Like the mouth, for which I shovel crumb and cheese within. And the anus, for which crumb and cheese excretes. 
So what about a soul of crumbs? A soul of crumbs, I suppose, would be our eternal soul, really. After death or even within life. I suppose we have a crumb within us that is just invisible. It's not really there. Well, you know what a soul is. We're going for the same thing here. My crumb, I believe, is outside of the box. It does not respect the collective of crumbs that most people adjourn to in this city. They think that being an outcast is bad and that you just must work to clock in at five and punch out at nine for your little slice of cheese so that you can rub it in your ears and up your anus and perhaps cry into a bed of cheese at night because you didn't sleep with another rat that day. Excuse me. I've heard that um, there's a lot of dealings with crumbs in the streets, crumb dealers, as I've, I've known to be heard as. Do you find yourself being persuaded by this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the way forward. The government's trying to stop it, but congratulations to the war on crumbs, for crumbs have won. Uh, really, you know, good job to them. The war on crumbs is over. Congratulations to crumbs for winning the war on crumbs, and my condolences, government, for losing. Viva la proletariat. rat. What do you think the government will think of that? If they heard you? They'd cut off my tail and feed it to me. And watch my mother watch. And she would cry into a bed of cheese at night. Have you ever tried making a bed of crumbs? They're only organically sourced, to be honest. You mine them, or you've got crumb miners. It's very risky and very illegal. You've got crumb gatherers. Now, this is something that I do myself sometimes, but don't tell people that. This is where you... I mean, you must have seen them as well. You think we're vermin, but we're just really taking your... We're really taking your dirt out of the cupboard. We, we you know, we, we go into somebody's cupboard, climb up through the, do through the floorboards, uh, have a little nibble of a wire... They taste delicious, by the way. Have a, try it yourself. Have a little nibble of the wire. If you get electrocuted, that's absolutely perfect. That's the, the kind of the ultimate way to go um, if you're living on the dark side of the rat world. Anyway, sorry, we go into your floorboards. Take your little pieces of dirt, your little crumbs, take them, take them back. This is uh, collecting, and then we, we sell them, sell them on. And do you get much profit from the crumbs? Mm. It's more about the rush of being a fugitive. You must have lost a lot of friends during this crumb war. Oh God. You get friends snapped in half by a mousetrap, a filthy mousetrap. What are they doing putting a mousetrap down for a little rat? We are not the same. Oh, we've had friends that have chewed through wires, which is a very honorable way to go. You'd be going to rat heaven after that. And then I've had friends who have been caught by the big people captured in their hands and as an act of kindness because they're vegans have taken them out to the forest or the nearest park and placed them down thinking that that's a safe place for them to go but then an owl just fucking eats them of course maybe the owl is saving them no the owl's eating them they're horrible fuck the owls viva la rat do you have nightmares about owls oh don't we all do you not they can turn their heads 365 degrees Where's the f five degrees come from? They just have a little bit extra for a laugh. At least that's what they make you believe.
They're terrifying. They're massive. Big old eyes. You could shove a crumb in their eye and they wouldn't feel a thing. Have you ever tried to take down an owl? If you all of you gather together. Not me, but the government is constantly trying to take down owls and also rebel little rebel little rebel rap groups are trying to take down owls. They're both fighting for the same cause, but for different reasons really. Have you ever seen the borrowers? No. There's a similar scene to um how I imagine you take down an owl in there where all the little borrowers pin down John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman is the owl. John Goodman's an owl. He's the owl. He's an owl. He's the metaphor of the owl in the film. What is he in real life? A human. A human owl. It sounds horrible. The owl comes down in the film and sweeps John Goodman up. The owl is John Goodman. The owl is a metaphor. How do they do it? We need to know. John Goodman is the metaphor for the owl. So um, John Goodman is swooped up by the owl. A, a, a big owl. Biggest owl you've ever seen. God. He was a good man, yes? Very good man. His parents named him Good Man after he saved Batman. He must be a very good man. Better than Batman, for sure. Do you think he does things that we don't know about which are bad? Maybe. Maybe... Maybe it's a case of he buries them in the chest, all the bad things he's done. And then when he gets really sad, he opens the chest and cackles to himself. Oh, so he keeps it internal and vaguely external to himself. But what if he does something more eccentric and bad? Like he, every time he's out with his family, he always makes like a a blowjob joke and they all tell him to leave. Well, I think this temptation like takes over you when when you're you, you have such a pressure being called good man. Mm. You just have to do good. You'd th- have to be a good man, but maybe that's too much for a man. No man can be all good. Sometimes you got to crack a few blowjob jokes at the dinner table. Do you think there's a bad man at, at the dinner table we go to? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Would you like any rat poison? What percentage poison? Uh, it's it's pretty heavy. It doesn't say what percentage, but it's just got three X's on the front and an image of a dead rat. You don't have to take much, obviously, because otherwise you'd die. Well, how many times have you taken some? Oh, you know, once in the morning to wake you up and once in the evening to send you to sleep. But would it kill a human? After a long while of perhaps smoking it, you know, three to four times a day. After about 40 years, you might feel something. How do you deal with, like, high-pitched sounds that are meant to kill you? We counteract the high-pitched sound with our own low-pitched sound to create a nice tune. And then all the rats have a little dance. It's as easy as that. I think I heard that song on the rap radio station. (laughs) So very catchy. I'll say yeah, that. yeah. What's your favourite type of cheese? I could eat any cheese any day of the week, any time, at any place, really. At you know, with anyone, and I'd have a good time. 
is fantastic. It's like the wine of the rat world. It's like rat wine. Cheese is like rat wine. Rat wine for all. Cheese for me. Yes, please. But my favorite, my favorite cheese, it would have to be the feta cheese. It crumbles. And I mean, I suppose that's why it's so accessible. It's just because it crumbles straight from the hands onto the floor. And then you can, and you can collect the crumbles. Collect it and put it in our ears and revel in it and give mother a le- little piece of cheese. And when you're coming home with a piece of cheese for mother, she's happy. She is one happy mother. Mother, I have some cheese. Oh, darling, please, can I have some cheese? She sings. I did hear her sing earlier. Maybe she was singing to you. Maybe she just wants some cheese. Under the hope that you'd bring her cheese. But you didn't, did you? Selfish. You're going to see a rat and you, you, you bring him cheese. And the crumbs, when you give me that croissant? I thought it'd be a bit patronising, bring them cheese. I'd be happy. You'd bring someone a bottle of wine. Bring me a slice of cheese, please. Do you give your other guests things? What about that capybara? Bet you got something nice. I gave him a bit of my toenail. Fucker. We would kill for some toenail. Do you know what it's like in Rat City? You can't get anything around here. And you, with your massive arms and your long legs, couldn't have even given me a little piece of toenail like you would a capybara. The rats not have toenails. I'm not really sure. You can't really see them. Your eye- my eyes are in weird places. I suppose I could see someone else's, but I don't pay attention to that. They don't teach you that in school. Are rats religious much? Um, I wouldn't say religious, but there's this thing that we do every Sunday where... And I think it's not even voluntary. I think we have to do it, like, our bodies do it, where everybody kind of gathers in the central square, as many rats as possible, and we just start vibrating. Is is that what religion is? I suppose. No, it does not to achieve anything. It, it doesn't even feel that nice. Is that religious? What is that? It's, uh... Why do we do that? Torture, surely. Well, it doesn't feel bad. It's just it's kind of necessary. We just start vibrating until... Is it like brushing your teeth? You have to do it. I suppose we've been taught from a very young age that you must vibrate every Sunday. Have you seen Ratatouille, the film? Is that the one about that very heroic rat who guides a team of incompetent humans to scoring a Michelin star in a French restaurant? Yes. Do do you think it's realistic? Yes. So you know a rat chef who's done that? I don't know a rat chef who's done that, no. But I think it's realistic. I think it's plausible. Have you ever thought about becoming a rat chef yourself? I haven't thought about becoming a rat chef myself. However, I'd love to get nestled within somebody's curly, thick hair and yank at it and yank at it until their hands move. Does that happen? Can I pull your hair and see if anything happens? I don't have any hair. Can I slap your head? There will be no fun for you. It will be mainly fun for me. It'll be fun for me, scratching away that little bald cap of yours. I don't know if a rat's ever touched any skin with no hair, but it's it's less fun. It's more like touching a very rubbery rock. That sounds disgusting. What's the thing that makes you vomit most in the world? Rubbery rock, bald-headedness. Well, I guess our friendship will not continue. That is so 
but I'd like to continue interviewing you, if that's okay. Yes, but we're not friends. That's fine. I can remain professional. I can r- remain hating you and your stupid bald head. Do um, rats love at all? I am yet to love. There's certainly a lot of shagging. You know, rat shagging is brilliant. But um, I've been in lo- love with... I thought I've been in love with Agatha. Christie, that is. Agatha Christie, the book writer, the novelist, the kind of the crime. I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, the Orient Express. The Rat Express, as we call it in Rat Village. There was a conspiracy that she um, left her husband and went to live with a family of rats, but a lot of people dismissed it. Was that a thing in the human world? Because we, uh, there's one absolute legend who joins us down the pub ever so often and he tells us about the time he shagged Agatha Christie. Was his name um, Eduardo? Hey! Yeah, so the conspiracy theorists were right. Yeah, no, exactly. Agatha Christie got shagged by a rat. Imagine that on the the local Argus Express, the headlines. Agatha Christie shags rat. We'd really get a name for ourselves down here. Mm. I think without photo proof, though, it would not be legitimate. Would people not just believe it? It's a pretty believable story. Yes. I suppose if people believe her stories in her books, they can believe anything. You know those videos of um, that somebody at school shows you of, like, they find you a video of someone being... Like, Two rats, one crumb. Mm, yes. S- stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have actually seen a video similar to it, not involving Agatha Christie, that is. Um, but just because somebody shoved it in my face. I didn't watch it. I wouldn't watch that kind of stuff. That's disgusting. But for a crumb, eh, pretty low moraled. Um, so the crumb sent it then, it would surely feel pain or pleasure. What's a sentient crumb? But you know everything about crumbs, surely. Sorry, this is is this an interview? This is particularly unprofessional if you think thumbs crumbs can be sentient. Well, I thought you... Lo- what? Stop! Stop! I don't want to talk about it. Stupid question, next. Do it's you a stupid question, go on to the next one. What if... The What's the next question? There are no go on, ask, ask the question. See, I knew you couldn't ask another question. What a terrible interview. I think you have a despise toward crumbs, which is why you collect them so much. I don't have a disposition against crumbs. They're delicious. But why are they delicious? Is it you seek revenge? A crumb did something to you when you were younger. Crumbs are always doing things. They're getting stuck in every hole. The crumb went mouldy in my holdy. And all the rats came and laughed. Ha ha, look at little crumb boy. Look at little crumb boy. I can still hear it echoing around my mind. Mother's trying to protect me to get me away. Would you not go deaf from the moldy crumbs? Well, I came out eventually, but just at at that very moment, there was nobody but me and mum and the crumb. Do you regret breaking into people's houses through their floorboards? 
I'll tell you about why, if I feel guilty about going into people's houses and stealing their crumbs. Hell no! We've got nothing down here, and you buy a loaf of bread a week. Can we not have a slice? Can we not chew through your wires? Nom 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 nom. A little nibble? little nibble in the fridge? Let me crawl into your fridge and nibble on the snacks. Hmm? What about a poor family who rely on crumbs to survive? I'm a poor family who relies on crumbs to survive. But you're stealing. You're not buying the crumbs off us. Are you not stealing the crumbs from the wheat plant that they asked to be stolen from? Well, sometimes some are sentient, some are not sentient, and we just ignore the non-sentient ones. Ignore them. When you go and interview a piece of wheat, imagine that, you, a qualified and professional interviewer, talking to a piece of, a lone piece of wheat in a field, and the piece of wheat has so much to say, and you are just there thinking, this is not sentient. Let me mow you down and turn you into a little piece of flour. That's what I'd like to see. Nobody wants to see you interviewing a dirty little rat. They want to see you standing in a field talking to one lone piece of wheat. You know, standing there. Erect. The wheat, that is. What about a rat holding wheat with that? That could be nice. But I would focus on the wheat. I would not look at the rat. I would be interested. It would, if, if You'd probably be doing it on a nice sunny day. And you need your vitamin D, so I'd be out for that. Is that okay? The rats not burn in the sun. Ah. Dunno. Don't think so. I don't. We've got loads of fur. We shouldn't. If we did, that would be terrible design. But then again, we are underground all the time. Well, let's find out. Take me to the wheat. I will after the sun shines brighter than you've ever seen before, friend. Well, then you've got a friend in me. So we're friends now. I was a bit off the... I overreacted. I can't remember what about. I, this was quite... Um, crumbs, I believe. Crumbs. Oh, that was ridiculous. How could I overreact about that? We could spend a nice day in the sun. Frolicking. Among the wheat. We could run through it like Theresa May. That old hag who you called your Prime Minister once. There was a rumour that Theresa May was a rat herself. Yeah, I can see it. Very rat-like features. Claws. Horrible smell, I imagine. Well, nice for me, but not nice for you. Slender, beautiful legs. Pink, juicy knees. Toes that could sink between sand. And ears. Well, I think... Theresa May would love if we were to frolic in the fields together. If you're familiar with the Great Rat War, it was a tragedy, and I'm sure you have forgave us, and I wish to forgive you as well. So I think with that in mind, we should frolic in the fields together and unite our two races. I think I can speak for the whole of Ratkind when I say we accept your apology. Well, there you have it. Gary the Rat and the interviewer have reached a mutual understanding. 
Some rats may not agree with this outcome, but it is one step forward to making sure the war between the humans and the rats does not reignite. Episode 2 The City of Rats Written and produced by Brad John Kane Starring Brad John Kane Samuel Clouston Thomas Fernandez Jordan Walton and Luca Gambarini with music by Brad John Kane Samuel Clouston and Luca Gambarini